Hello, everyone. Welcome to JBS Jersey Baseball Show as we kick off 2022 with some outstanding features. And here we are talking with one of our favorites from a few years back. We're kind of catching up with uh, with Connor Donovan, um, Pennington Prep, uh, went off to Lehigh. Guy was so good that he was like the predecessor to Shohei Otani. Uh, all Patriot League is a hitter. All Patriot League is a pitcher. Senior year, actually, All Patriot League in both. And we're going to talk about that um, and a lot more in his current job with Simon Quick Advisors and uh, how he helps guys now, uh, you know, make the the transition to uh, planning uh, financially for their future. And welcome to the show, Connor. And uh, good to see you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, thanks a lot for having me. It's always a pleasure. Always great catching up with you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you are coming to us live from a hotel room in Minnesota right now, right? So we uh, had a great trip in California recently and uh, can't make it back home. And now you're stuck with all your warm weather clothes, right? Yeah, negative six degrees out here in Minnesota. So just trying to power through, staying inside and uh, hoping not to get frostbite. So that's kind of the <laughs> that's the goal right now. <laughs> Life goals, right? Let's uh, you're, you're minus six degrees with all your uh, with all your golf shirts and summer clothes. That's right. <laughs> so so let's uh, let's talk Lehigh baseball a little bit first. You know your your playing days. Be, you know, as I said, now uh, a financial advisor with uh, with Simon Quick. Um, I know you are actively working and we're going to talk about it later because, you know, uh, something that I always like to stress and talk about with with younger guys is being responsible financially and getting ready for the future. Um, but but let's talk about your past. Um, establish you as, uh, you know, you're kind of the Lehigh days, the all Patriot League uh, experience. I know you got to play in the NCAA tournament, but, you know, kind of looking back at your college career, which is now five years ago. Uh, what do we uh, what do we remember and 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 how do we look back at that time yeah time flies really um it's crazy it's been five years since i really played baseball because i think about it all the time and relive certain games and at bats and um you know different innings pitch and, and whatnot but um you know i look back very fondly at my time at lehigh obviously it was really cool winning the Patriot League my sophomore year, going down to play at LSU. That was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, just being on that team and, and you know, being with the guys, obviously you make a lot of really great friends along the way and still people that I keep in touch with a lot today. So, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun playing at Lehigh. It was a lot of fun achieving some personal achievements that I didn't even, um, you know, think were were possible or even think um, heading into my time at Lehigh that I would be pitching and playing first base and DHing. Um, you know, in, in high school, obviously, was is when, uh, you know, you, you and I were, were, were close and you would come to a lot of the Pennington games. And I was really a third baseman that would play a little bit of first base and would come in to pitch and throw nothing but fastballs and didn't have any other pitches or a sense of pitching or anything like that. So um, to leave college as, uh, you know, regarded as a pitcher more so than even a hitter in some ways is just something I never thought would really happen. So um, it was a lot of fun, got to experience a lot of different things and being able to do both um, hitting and pitching at the collegiate level was, uh, was a lot of fun. So, so your senior year, first team offensive, right. As a DH uh, all Patriot second team as a, as a starting pitcher. And, and like you said, you became a pitcher, not just a, a thrower, you know, pumping the high 80s in high school is 
dominating. Or, of course, now everybody's throwing in the high 90s in, in high school. But, but you know, back then. Um, but, but you obviously need to uh, be able to become a pitcher to excel in college. But the fact that you did it in college, you two weighed and, and did it at a high level. When you see like uh, Shohei Otani, do you even more appreciate like how just ridiculous that talent is to be able to do it in the majors? Yeah, definitely. He's, I mean, he's my favorite player to watch. Um, of, course, of course he is. Yeah, I'm a huge Otani fan. Everyone that knows me knows I love Otani. Um, we'll watch every game he pitches. We'll try to catch him on um, on TV when when I can as well when he's DHing and and batting leadoff or second or or whatever they have him doing. But um, it's it's tough to do, and it's really tough to just mentally um, go from pitching to hitting um and seeing him do it where he's playing the field and coming into pitch or pitching and then going to play right field it's just a, a crazy uh you know crazy change to to, to be doing that but it, in my opinion i think doing both in college really helped me um especially on the pitching front because when i would hit i would think about the pitchers that i hated facing and why i hated facing certain guys and then I realized kind of hit me later in my career. I'm like, I'm going to start doing all those things that I hate <laughs> as a hitter. Let me do that as a pitcher. So, <laughs> you know, 2-0, here comes a curveball. Here comes a changeup. Um, messing with my tempo, kind of doing what, you know, Marcus Stroman does a little bit of it, where he's kind of messing with his tempo a little bit from the windup. He's changing his looks from the stretch. He's doing a lot of things that just try to keep hitters off their timing. Um, so I really started to implement a lot of that, and I think it helped me become more crafty as a pitcher and just kept hitters off balance a lot better. Um, because like you said, throwing mid to high 80s in high school is one thing, but when in college, it's really nothing special. It's not like I was blowing fastballs by people. It's not like I had dominating, um, dominating stuff. It was really just mentally um, knowing what I wanted to do going into a game and then executing on that game plan and just trying to keep hitters off balance. Um, you know, there's some games where first pitch, I would start leadoff hitter. If I knew he was aggressive, I'd start him off with a changeup and throw three changeups in a row to, to a leadoff hitter. And um, that was just kind of my mindset was throwing all my pitches early in the game. Um, I was a reliever before being a starter. So I just wanted to kind of get everything out there and then find a way to make it work and, put my team in a position where I think we could win the game. So um, it, it was a lot of fun, but watching Otani do it and watching his skill set where he's throwing a hundred miles an hour and hitting 450 foot home runs is uh, really special. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't anywhere near that. <laughs> no, it probably would have been first team in both in the paper. Yeah. Um, what was, and, and now just really quickly on the summer ball aspect, because obviously that's something important to us. Um, <laughs> You've had you had some pretty cool experiences there, right? Getting the chance to play with your older brother Ryan, um, who Fairfield, right? So he so he had a lot of uh, a lot of fun, I'm sure, last spring watching them dominate mm -hmm. and uh, you know go to the NCAs and win a couple of games and almost making regionals. But what was your favorite summer ball experience? Yeah, I think it was that summer in Green Bay playing in the Northwoods League, um, and I really owe that to Ryan. He had um, played in the Northwoods League the year before, was on kind of a temporary contract, but did really well out there. And he was invited back the next year and was on kind of a, another temporary contract, but with Green Bay. 
they were looking for another roster spot and um, they were looking for someone that was just the pitcher. Um, and I'd thrown a little bit that year at Lehigh, but not a ton. So I went out there as just the pitcher, um, joined Ryan on a 10 game contract. And I think after the, the time that our temporary contract was over, he was, he was leading the league in average home runs and RBIs. And I was leading the league in ERA and um, appearances out of the bullpen. So it was kind of like, you know, a, a no brainer at the time to just extend us for the full summer, but just being out there and playing against some of the top college players in the country um, and playing with some of the top players in the country. I learned so much from just my teammates learning different grips for pitches, learning how to, um, you know, approach different hitters and, uh, and, and whatnot. And it was a great summer. And honestly, some of the, my best friends that I have to this day, I met out in Green Bay that summer, living with the host family and, and doing all that. So it's a, it's kind of a once in a lifetime experience. And it's something that, um, that really helped me a lot going back to Lehigh and just learning how to pitch instead of just, you know, throwing and learning how to, to get ready, um, to pitch and getting to a routine because, uh, you know, out there as a reliever, you play 75 games and I was, um, I think I had 30 appearances out of the bullpen. So you're basically pitching every other game. So how do you get your body ready for that? Um, I was throwing a lot of flat rounds, was really working on just locating pitches, um, worked on a changeup, learned how to throw a slider, a curveball. And it's, uh, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity for me to learn and, uh, and really just get better. Now the college is over. And as, as you said, before we, we went on here, you've now been, uh, in, in the real adult world, working world longer than your college career, which is kind of crazy mm -hmm. at this point, because you're still you're still young in my mind. You're still still that high school kid in my mind, which is probably an issue with me more than you. <laughs> um, but you made the transition pretty quickly into the financial world after college. What was it? Why? Why was that important to you and why that direction? And tell us what you're doing now. Mm hmm. Yeah, I work for a wealth management firm called Simon Quick Advisors. Um, and uh, for me, I, I think that out of college, I was really unsure of what direction I wanted to head in. Um, I was a finance major at Lehigh, always had kind of an interest in financial markets, always liked to track the stock market and was always kind of interested in, in that. And I think a lot of that came from my family and my mom being in the financial services industry had always kind of just got me interested in it, going to the, you know, take your son to work day and being able to talk to our employees when I was little and always just kind of thought it was, it was interesting work. But um, coming out of college, what really appealed to me about Simon Quick is that they gave me the opportunity to go through a, a rotational program where I spent time learning on the operation side, on the investment research side, and on the client advisory side. And being a college baseball player and playing baseball every summer, I never really had a lot of internship experience. Um, so to walk into an environment like that, where I was able to learn kind of from the ground up and learn about the industry and, um, you know, learn every aspect of the business right away um, was really beneficial to me. And I also really liked the culture of the company. It's a lot of former athletes. Um, it's a lot of, uh, you know, being in front of people and being personable and talking to different clients and really getting to know them and getting to know their families and um, and really getting to know what they're what they're looking for and how they can best be served. So um, for me, I saw a lot of kind of uh, parallels between working at Simon Quick and in the wealth management industry 
and in the uh, and in the baseball world, where it was you're working on a team, you're working to support each other. It's all about a um, you know you're not competing against one another or anything like that. It's all about how best can we serve our clients. What is the um, you know what how what can we learn from other people on the team based on prior experiences? How can we um, what type of resources do we need to, to best serve clients? How can we expand and grow as a firm and that's really the stage that I saw Simon Quick was in. And just since I joined back in 2017, I think the, the company's grown um, by probably 80% since then. I was, I was probably the 30 or 40th employee. And now I think we have 75 or so in, in employees. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's been a really cool company to be a part of. Um, and I've really enjoyed just kind of the work that, that we've been doing for clients. Who would this appeal to? Yeah, I think it definitely appeals to someone that, wants to be surrounded by people they want to go out and meet clients and have that personality where they're always kind of talking to people and um looking for ways to best serve clients and and looking for you know introductions to different prospects or just kind of learn about clients and actually take a genuine interest in people and their families and kind of what they want to accomplish um i would say it's also a job where no day is really the same um, based on whatever's going on in the world, it really impacts what your day-to-day -day looks like um, and what, you know, what you're going to be talking to clients about and how, how you're going to be, um, how you're going to best serve them. So someone that's willing to kind of be constantly learning, constantly adjusting and, um, and really taking an interest in, in the people that they're, that they're working with. And then um, I would say, finally, it's, it's kind of a team player type mentality where, um, just like being on a baseball team where everyone has their own role on the team, but ultimately you're really working together to accomplish, um, you know, the end goal of, of winning a championship. Um, very similar here where each member in the team has their own role that they're responsible for on a daily basis. And they need to communicate with other members of the team to make sure that they are, um, you know, accomplishing what they're responsible for, but also making sure that the end goal is, is in mind and making sure that they're still pushing toward that um on a daily basis so you really have to be a team player and be comfortable working with the team and communicating with the team um on on a daily basis and it's been um kind of unique in just the environment that we've been in for the last year plus now with with covid and working from home and all that but um you know uh mediums like this like zoom or teams and and all that i'm, I'm on it constantly just facetiming with people on my team and facetiming with clients and and all of that just to uh you know just to make sure that we are communicating regularly and, and working together and, and working to really accomplish whatever the, the end goal is. What are a couple of tips that you would have for the young athlete, you know, the college athlete, the, the just graduated, um, kind of like money sense, things that we should, we, mm -hmm. we probably don't know, but we definitely should. Yeah. Um, Definitely have a few things because I was there, um, as you pointed out, I guess four, over four or five years ago now. But, um, you know, I was there not too long ago and I was someone that at the time when I was in school, I was really focused on baseball and taking advantage of the opportunities I had in baseball and making sure that I was, um, you know, the best baseball player I could be. Hence why I played summer ball and tried to play in the best summer leagues I could. And. Um, really prioritize some of that over the internships and, um, and and some of the other things. So I think if I could go back and just give some advice to, to college baseball players or, or guys 
graduating now that are looking to um, to start investing in the market or whatever the case is, I would say one is that um, you know time in the market is is more important than timing the market. So getting invested early um, early on is especially important. Just looking at if you look at you know the S and P five hundred over time. The market goes up more than it goes down. We talk more about when the market goes down because typically when we do see that um, that recession, it, it hits it hits harder. But um, getting invested early on is just going to be more helpful um, over time. And even if it's just a little bit of money that you're able to put aside initially, um, getting that money to work is just going to help you whenever you look to um, you know look down the road and, and look toward retirement or whatever it is in the future. Um, I would also say that. Back in the day, I think that I thought that investing was a lot more complicated than it really is. Um, you know, I think I, I used to watch CNBC when I was in school and I'd watch Jim Cramer giving his mad money picks and, you know, running around and talking about different stocks and their revenue and all of this. And I'm like, well, I haven't done any of this research. Um, you know, it's, it can be kind of overwhelming when you're hearing this information. And if you're not tracking it on a daily basis, it just feels like you're an outsider and that you can't really... Um, you know, can't really get invested in the market, but to set up a, you know, a brokerage account at something at somewhere like Schwab or Fidelity or whatever it is, probably takes three to five minutes or so. Um, and then really to just get invested in the market, it's, you know, really simple. You just move money from your bank account over to the, um, to the brokerage account that you set up. And you could just start with a, with an index fund, like an ETF, like, um, you know, SPY to track the S&P 500, or a simple, you know, index fund that, that maybe Schwab or Fidelity has on, on their platform. So it's uh, it's a simple process to get started. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. And if you are someone that enjoys kind of picking stocks or wants to invest in single name stocks, that's where things get a little bit more tricky. Um, but on that front, I, I have talked to friends about this in, in the past. It's, you know, I bought a few stocks myself and it really just comes down to companies that I like companies that I think will do well and just based on my own personal experience and it doesn't always work out. That's the risk you take with buying a single name stock. But um, a lot of the time you don't have to do all of the um, all of the research that you think goes into it. It can really be a lot more simplified. So um, I would say kind of keeping things simple, um, not overcomplicating things and uh, really starting with with kind of a just give some some broad market exposure like an ETF, like the SP, SPY index. Um, Something like that would would make a lot of sense, but um, yeah, I would say an, an, another kind of tip I, I would say is um, really similar to baseball. How I always viewed things in baseball from a goal based system, where you kind of go into each game thinking what you want to accomplish. You create a game plan for how you want to approach a certain team's lineup, or as a hitter, um, you know what you want to do going into a game. You want to hit the ball hard. You want to barrel up barrel up, uh, you know, the ball at three or four at bats or whatever it is. Um, same goes for kind of the shorter term over the, the medium term. If you want to hit 300 for a season or have a two ERA or whatever the case is, same thing kind of goes with um, with the financial planning and um, and really looking at your goals and where you want to be in the near future and over the longer term. So looking at it and if something on the horizon for you might be to buy a house or save up for an apartment or buy an engagement ring or whatever it is, um, making sure that you're creating a portfolio and also creating just kind of a financial plan that allows you to do so. So maybe investing in the market may not make the most sense 
if you're looking to have cash in the next two or three years, if you're looking for a, a major investment or you're looking to put a down payment down on a house or whatever the case is, looking for maybe something more conservative or shorter duration fixed income for the time being where you're able to earn some money, but um, but not, uh, you know, have to sell out of the market at a time that may be, uh, uh, you know, inopportune based on uh, based on whatever the market's doing. So um, looking at that and kind of planning for for how you want to approach different events and um, and planning ahead for retirement and planning for retirement early, I think is, is going to be really helpful in, in the long run. And there's a lot of different vehicles that can be beneficial to doing so. Um, that's where it's probably helpful to talk to a financial advisor or, or, you know, do some research or whatever the case is, just to make sure that you're maximizing, um, you know, each of the goals that you have uh, coming up. It always helps to, uh, I felt, have somebody that you can talk with who can look at things logically at all times and really help, you know, because obviously when you're looking at your own portfolio, you tend to get a little more emotional about things. Mm -hmm kind of freak out over day to day and you really can't in the investing world but mm -hmm. to have somebody help you with the long game and stay on track and stay on plan um if somebody watching this wants to get in touch with you or uh, you know how do they do that yeah they can reach out to me through the um through my company's website simonquickadvisors.com um you can find all my contact information on there um my email is cdonovan at simonquickadvisors.com so um, you know, e easy enough, but if they want to reach out via email or um, whatever the case is, I I'd always be happy to have a conversation with anyone. And like you said, it's, um, you know, not everyone is, is a great fit to be uh, a client at Simon Quick or may not make a lot of sense for some people. But if someone just wants to talk about their financial situation and um, wants some, some tips or wants a second set of eyes on things, like you mentioned, I'm always happy to have a conversation with anyone when it, when it comes to that. So um, yeah, if they go to Simon Quick Advisors, they can learn more about uh, the the company and can also track down my contact information, cell phone, um, email. I think all of that should, should be on there. 100%. We appreciate the time, Connor. Everybody out there, make sure you get planned, stay uh, on plan and, and, and be smart and prepare yourself for the future. Um, always good to catch up and, uh, and talk about some of the playing days. Yeah, always great to catch up, Mike. Thanks a lot for your time. Um, and it's been awesome just watching the work that you've done with the New Jersey baseball players. Um, kind of wish that you had this around when, when I was playing back at Pennington. We could have had some good, uh, so do some I. good interviews back then. <laughs> so do I, but better late than never, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, so, awesome job. Keep keep up the great work. Thank you. And, uh, and stay warm out there for the next week or so, right? We know it's a kind of brutal winters out there, but uh, we look forward to having you back on the East Coast soon. And uh Talk to you soon, Connor. Awesome. All right. Thank you. That's it for this week. We will uh, see you guys down the road and look forward to catching you next time.